One man's trash is another man's treasure. Today, we dumpster dive. It is Monday, June 27th. Oh, you know what it is. It's Dynasty Trade Talk. Welcome to the meeting. This is Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I'm your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Weisslicker. Follow me on all social media at Weisslicker. Be true to thine self. Embrace your addiction. And as always, baby, earn your chip. Woo-wee, baby. We back in the building. Ah, I took a week off uh, for, you know, Father's Day, Juneteenth. All that shit. Uh, just needed to recharge the engines as well, man. Um, it's been very hectic at my full-time job, of course. Um, you know, and I was basically staying late every day, uh, working 10 to 12 hours. Um, so just needed the time to recharge. So it was about a week off. Um, didn't give you a Thursday episode last week. Didn't give you the, uh, the, the, the Monday night episode, the Monday episodes, uh, this past week. Didn't give you a Thursday episode this past week either. So it's been a little bit. Hopefully you guys, you know, you missed me. You, you're rocking, you're still rocking with me. Um, but of course we do these dynasty trade talks, um, where, I scour the internet, and by scour, I mean take five minutes before the show, look for some trades, we talk them over. If they don't give us any parameters, we're looking at it as a 12-team super flex, um, no tight end premium, just trying to, you know, give some value, some value, and, uh, you know, some, some context behind how we look at players, and, um, Usually I start off with a trade that I've done. I, I didn't do any trades this week. I was, again, basically just taking a, a chill pill, man, relaxing from uh, football in general. Um, you know, really didn't keep up with too much. Take Keeping myself off of social media in general and just enjoying the time with, with my family and, and enjoying my time off from doing the extras with the podcast and things like that. Um, again, you know, I only do this part-time. I have another podcast that I do called the Two Cents of Nonsense Podcast. I do that part-time as well. And, and then, um, you know, have my job and my, and my family. Uh, so sometimes it's like that. But during the football season, man, just like last season, I gave you episodes every single week with the start sits, uh, the waiver wires, um, and and the truth episodes. So I kept giving you all those episodes. I'm going to continue to do that as we get closer to the season. Um, but I'm back. I don't believe I'm taking 4th of July weekend off or anything like that, so... You guys will still hear from me then. Um, I don't know for sure, but I'm planning on it. So let's talk about this first trade, man. Uh, Gags, would you move Amra St. Brown for Brandon Ayuk straight up? 
I'm going to be honest with you, man. Um, for me, I'm Ross St. Brown. A lot of people are talking about, you know, the last few weeks of the season. Last season, it was he did such a great job because he didn't have Swift and he didn't have TJ Hawkinson. But I think it was more of them finding the rhythm with him and getting him into positions to succeed. They threw him into that slot. They got uh, – when they brought in Josh Reynolds, they knew exactly what needed to be done. They put him on one side, Quintez Cephas on the other, or Khalif Raymond, and then had Amra St. Brown playing out of the slot. I believe they put their eggs into the basket to be able to do that again this upcoming year with drafting Jamison Williams and also bringing in DJ Chark. They made sure they got two guys on, that could play on the outside and they could keep Amra in the middle uh, playing that slot position. I think that he will still be an integral part of the offense. Um, I understand that DeAndre Swift, I understand that TJ Hawkinson, I understand that they have all of these weapons, but the chemistry that Brandon, excuse me, that uh, Amra St. Brown and Jared Goff for this particular moment, I think this is going to be a good look for him. And if we're talking dynasty, we're talking about the long run as well. I think it, we're we're going on Ross St. Brown. Up next, man, they got a super flex full point PPR. This is a tight end premium. Uh, three wide receivers. They didn't tell us how many teams here, but... Tight end premium, Dawson Knox or Gabriel Davis. I'd take the uh, – a lot of people are saying – I mean, this is this was a poll, so a lot of people were saying that they would take Gabe Davis. So I'm going to be honest with you. I think, I would, I think I'd lean more Dawson Knox with tight end premium. Well, actually, no, no. Dawson Knox is a, is a touchdown-dependent guy. Um, he's a touchdown-dependent guy. So, I mean, getting Gabe Davis for Dawson Knox would, would be a, a pretty good get for you. Um, and tight end premiums, you probably could squeeze out something else, maybe a, a, a third or fourth-round pick uh, with that. But I like Gabe Davis here. Up next, man, 12-team. Uh, Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill for C.D. Lamb. Well, give me give me Keenan Allen and Tyreek Hill. You can have C.D. Lamb. Like we're trying to, we're trying to win. We're trying to win. Uh, Keenan Allen is probably the most consistent wide receiver in fantasy football, and I understand people are down on Tyreek Hill because he's gone to the to the uh, Miami Dolphins, and he's going to be playing with Tua, but you're getting two guys who could potentially be wide receiver ones and you're giving up a wide receiver two. You know, that that's an immediate accept. And then you're, you're, you're pairing Keenan Allen and Tyree Hill with, he says his, his other wide receivers are Cooper Cup, Mike Evans, D.K. Metcalf. And Hunter Renfro, like 
yeah, you give up CD Lamb to get those two guys on your team. I mean, it's definitely not even a thing here. Stephon Diggs and Hunter Henry and a again, I hate when people do this because they don't know what it's going to be. We'll just say a tw- they say a late 2023 first. It's 2023 first. Like if you're giving up Stephon Diggs and Hunter Henry, if you're giving up Stephon Diggs, you're that's one of the best wide receivers for fantasy and best wide receiver in the game. You're not going to continue to think that your pick is going to be a late pick if, if that's what you're giving up. If you're giving up one of the best pieces, you can't say that it's going to be a late pick. But they have down here uh, for Drake London, Pat Fryer move in an early 2023 pick. Again, if the team that is giving away – if the team that – if the team that is giving away Drake London and Pat Fryer move, and you're considering that an early 2023 first, you're thinking that's an early first, they're getting Stefan Diggs. They're getting Stefan Diggs. Like, that first changes because they're getting Stefan Diggs on their team. That's why I hate the, the oh this is that's gonna be a late first, that's gonna be an early first, that's gonna be a late first. Like, they're getting a stud player on their team, and you and you think that they're just gonna, you know, unless the rest of their team sucks. And then if the rest of their team sucks, why would they be taking on Stephon Diggs in a first round pick if the rest of their team sucks? Why would they give away? Drake London, Pat Fryer move in a first-round pick. You're basically swapping picks, which honestly wouldn't even – we don't know what it's going to be. But with this offer, you take the Stefan Diggs side. I, I don't understand why people take – why people are taking – you know, this is 80%. Drake London path rider move in a, in the first. Well, you got Stefan Diggs, Hunter Henry in the first. Pat Fryer move is not the gap between Pat Fryer move and Hunter Henry is not l- large. But Stefan Diggs is so much proven. He's proven. He's a top 6 or 7 wide receiver. Drake London isn't proving anything. This is a situation where I'm trying to win. I understand. This is one of those other things where I say that people value youth in fantasy, in dynasty fantasy, more than they think about, yo, I'm putting up points. I got Stefan Diggs. I'm going to put up points. Hunter Henry versus Pat Fryermuth, they're roughly the same. They're roughly the same. Unless you believe that Kenny Pickett is going to target Kenny Pickett or Mitchell Trubisky or Mason Rudolph, whoever's going to be starting there, unless you think that they're going to severely, heavily disperse the ball to Pat Fryer move, there's no reason why 
Stephon Diggs should be traded away for this package. The, the two picks neg negate each other. The picks are out because it's the same. They're both first-round 2023 picks. That negates each other. So now we're talking Stephon Diggs and Hunter Henry versus Drake London and Pat Fryer move. Pat Fryer move isn't so far above Hunter Henry that I make this deal, man. It's Stephon Diggs, the Stephon Diggs side. And I don't understand why 80% of the people said they would pick the other side. That's foolishness. 14 team, half point PPR, one quarterback. They say they're a contender. And they say Chase Claypool is sixth on their wide receiver depth chart. So they be giving up George Kittle. They be giving up Chase Claypool in a 2023 second round pick to acquire Darren Waller in a 2023 first round pick. I, I don't see it, bro. Like, so Chase Claypool in a second to get a first? Then a first round pick? Why you, Chase Claypool in a second to give, like, Kittle and Waller, hey, no, those guys are, I, I would say that's a push. So that's a push there. We're, we're going to say Kittle and Waller, they, they cancel each other out. That's a push. Now we're talking Chase Claypool in a second to get a first-round pick. They're again saying it might be mid to late. We don't know. That second-round pick could be early. You don't know. I think I would, I would stay with the – honestly, I think I would stay with, with, with Kittle, Claypool. I understand he's the sixth wide receiver on your depth chart, but just because he's the sixth wide receiver on your depth chart doesn't mean you just give him away. Doesn't mean you just give him away. Do I do I find and do I think that that would be giving them away? Him in a second to get a first. I mean, it's fine, but I think he's worth a little more than that. I think he I think he's worth a little more than that. Um, and then if he if he, you know, he's he's gone out. He says he says he's one of the best receivers. If he can go out and he can prove that, then this deal, honestly, will make you look foolish. Make you look foolish. If you gave him up. If you gave up him and a second to get a first-round pick. I understand. I understand the, the gist of it. I, I understand people want to get first-round picks. But, again, we're, and people want to get 2023 first-round picks. Yes, they do. They do. They want to get those. But, again, man, it's about putting up more points than the opponent. And I can't put up points than the, more points than the opponent with a draft pick. Like, I'm just biding my time. And sometimes you don't want to do that. Sometimes you don't want to do that. George Kittle is younger than um, Darren Waller, I think. I think they're the same. No, Darren, yeah, George Kittle is younger than Darren Waller. So, I mean, 
this is a pretty even trade for some people. Um, but for me, again, man, I, I think I'm not giving up a player in a second rounder, like a pretty decent player in a second rounder just to get a first. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen with that first. And then uh, we don't know if, if, if Claypool is going to explode. You could still make this deal later on. You could still make that deal later on, I think. I, I think you can make that deal closer to the season and people will still take it, you know. But as of right now, I would keep George Kittle and Chase Claypool. 12-team, super flex, you know. Uh, he said this will leave him with two 2023 first-round picks, Saquon Barkley, Matthew Stafford, uh, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, Singletary, uh, Chris Godwin, Corlin Sutton, Devontae Smith, Juju, and Kirk as his core pieces. Christian Kirk, I think he's speaking about his core pieces. He didn't tell us whether or not uh, this is a full-point PPR, but um, and I don't even know which one he's acquiring, um, but I think he would be giving up Javante Williams, Debo Samuel, and Kenny Pickett to acquire Josh Allen. I mean, with the pieces that you have, I mean, you got Aaron Jones, you got A.J. Dillon, I mean, Count Saquon, I guess. Uh, Singletary, maybe, depending on how they use him or how they use James Cook coming in. You know, Godwin, they don't believe he's going to be ready for the season, for the for the beginning part of the season. So you got Corlin Sutton, DeAndre Swift. Not DeAndre Swift. What am I talking about? I, Devontae Smith, um, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Christian Kurt. So, I mean, you're sev- I, I feel like this type of trade, you're severely weakening yourself. Because you're giving up Javante Williams, you're giving up Debo Samuel to get Josh Allen. I think I understand people love, love, love to. You know, I'll give up whatever pieces I need to give up to get the stud quarterback. Like you got other pieces around you that that you're weakening your position just to get a quarterback. Like they don't understand that the dis the the point difference between quarterback number two three to quarterback fifteen sixteen is two and a half points three points two to two and a half to three points is the difference per week two and a half to three points per week separates two from fifteen like. Or three from fifteen, like Doug. This, you don't have to destroy your entire team to get a fucking quarterback. Even in a super flex, he's got Matthew Stafford, he's got Kenny Pickett. If Kenny Pickett wins the job, he's good. 
Like, you can't even wait to see if Kenny Pickett's going to win the job? The impatience. People are impatient. They want, like, I got to jump on this Josh Allen thing right now. I'm giving away Javante Williams and Debo Samuel, though. Like, you're severely weakening your positions. Right now, you at least know Javante Williams is going to be splitting time with, with, with Melvin Gordon. And he's going to be, he's going to be a, 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 what was they, what was they last year? Wide receiver, running back twos. They were a running back two. You already know you got a running back two. You got A.J. Dillon. He was a low-end running back two. And then you got Aaron Jones, who we believe is going to get more receiving work. So he'll continue to be a running back one. And then you have Saquon as a just-in-case piece. He could explode. He could get back to being... A wide receiver, a running back one. He could get back to being a running back one. But if you sell Javante Williams away, now you're looking at, I got, I'm hoping that Saquon could get me where I need to be. And then I got two Packers guys that I'm relying on. Because Devin Singletary ain't cutting it. Then if you give away Debo Samuel with your wide receivers, you ain't going to get Godwin. You, you don't have Godwin the first couple weeks of the season. Corlin Sutton with a new quarterback. Devontae Smith with a new running mate in A.J. Brown. And Juju Smith-Schuster and Christian Kirk are both on a different team. Where Where's your... Again, you severely weaken your position by just going out and say, I'm going to get Josh Allen. Now you got Josh Allen. Now what? Are you trying to win or are you just going to hold on to your two 2023 first-round picks? I mean, you pick Josh Allen like you're trying to win. Like you're not trying to rebuild even though that move would have put you in a weaker position at the other, at the other spots there. So now what are you going to do? You can take the 2023 picks and you're going to trade them for a better running back and a better wide receiver. So you see what I mean? Severely weak as you see. You severe, what are you going to do? You could take those and you could have did the same thing. You could have took it you could have took it the other way. You could have took it the other way. Cuz then cuz Nobody's going to give you a high-end running back or a high-end wide receiver for just a 2023 first-round pick. Even though those picks are, are considered very valuable and people overvalue them, the, it's the other way around. When people are getting them from you, they are not trying to give you premium for those picks. When you ask for those picks, you they want you to pay premium. But they're not trying to pay you premium for those picks. So you would have been better off taking taking Kitty Pickett. Maybe packaging him up with a couple firsts or with a first 
and a player and upgrading your quarterback position as opposed to weakening your other two positions and giving away Kenny Pickett to get Josh Allen. That's just my that's just my take on it. We're just spitballing here, man. We're just spitballing, you know. But that's the type of stuff that I think that people don't realize when they do these things is they're like, oh, I'll take the stud quarterback and then I'll build the team around them. Well, you, you weakened your other positions to try to build it. To get the stud quarterback now, you're trying to build the team back up. You just set yourself back another year. When you could have took, you could have did it the other way around. You could have kept those pieces that would have made you competitive and then took those draft picks and a player that you really that you were trying to get rid of if you were, in fact, trying to get rid of Kenny Pickett, you know, They trade him to somebody who who's still in a rebuilding stage, where they can have a good quarterback. You know, just just one of those things that I just some of those things that I think about when uh, making those moves. You know, not to say I'm right, not to say that anybody else is wrong in the way they approach their team, but it's just at the end of the day, man, fantasy is about putting up more points than the motherfucker across from you. You know what I mean? It's putting up more points than that guy. And that's what I try to do. I'm trying to put up more points than you. And when I make these trades, I'm thinking about the amount of points that each of these guys put up. A lot of people are just thinking about the age, thinking about, you know, how great it was for them last season. Or how much they expect the person to take a leap or or be better, you know. Sometimes it's not like that. But I will be back with you guys later on today with a mock draft. We're going to get that done. Um, we might even do uh, a segment that I'm trying to bring to you guys called Check the Name Tag. Check the Name Tag is where we're going to take the stats, the statistics of two different players that are drafted miles apart. I want you to guess who they are. Of course, I'm going to tell you who they are, but you know, think about who they are and why the perception is that one person is better than the other. We'll explore those things when we check the name tag. We'll explore those things in detail, in depth. Uh, so I'll be bringing that that's that segment, that series, though, that episode to you really soon. Um, and then we did say we were going to talk about the seven years, excuse me, the 10 years theory. Uh, we're still going to talk about that. And, and we'll have some more fun on the episodes, man. I appreciate you guys listening to me. I know sometimes I can't give you as much content as I would love to give you. Unfortunately, but I'm doing what I can for you and for all the people that are still rocking with me that appreciate the work that I put in. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. This has been Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I've been your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Waslicker. Be true to thine self. Embrace your addiction. And as always, champ, 
get out there and earn your chip. I'll see you on the next one.